Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Infrastructure Podcast. My name is Chad Smeltzer. I am your host. Today's guest is Sanjay Pujare, who is with Sanjay Saya Life. Saya Life. Saya Life. I thank you for joining me, man. Appreciate it. It's uh, been a pleasure to know you. I've known you for at least, uh, what has it been, almost two years now, a year and a half, something like that? Two, three years now. This is the third year. Yeah, we entrepreneurred up in New Chip and New uh, Chip, exactly. It was 20, 2021, right? New Chip was 2021 around that time. It was, yeah. So that man, time flies. Holy smokes. And here we are still alive, you know, doing this entrepreneur thing. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into uh water, Sanjay? Well, so it's a long story, but I'll keep it short. You know, I, my, I have a, a technology background. Um, uh, IoT uh, is where I uh, focused on working at uh, Cisco. Uh, with the, they had something called Home Central, where the, the goal was to get all of these devices out there uh, connected to the cloud, so you could you know get meaningful data out of all of these devices and then actionable, uh, actually actionable data. So you can do something based on the information you get. So that was right, the idea, right. uh, you know, if you look at, look around you, uh, you have all kinds of consumer devices, you know, focused on IoT, you have the smart lighting, the, you know, everything is smart now inside your home, right? You can pretty much control, even smart refrigerators and tells you what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> So while I was working in that space, um, I I felt you know there was there was a need and uh, there was less motivation uh, to innovate, especially around utility solutions. You're looking at water, gas, electricity, and that's where the problem was pretty. Uh, you know, it, it was it was just getting worse. Uh, you know, water scarcity. Uh, you know, you get utility companies telling you, hey, look, um, reduce your water bill, stop watering on these days, do this, do that. And then you see a water bill is extremely high and you don't know why. Uh, you look at your electricity bill, you, you can't make sense out of it. You just take it at face value. Yeah? You get a utility bill, you got to pay it. Uh, and right, if right. you want to figure out what's happening or what I can do to actually... <laughs> resolve this problem i have nothing in my uh, uh, you know in my hands so innovating in that space uh, i started looking into looking into that i actually moved my role from being the uh, you know i was leading an engineering teams software development and qa i actually moved from that role into uh, in another startup into a product marketing and you know product development type of role just to understand how to build products and take it to market. And I was lucky right, right. Uh, at that time, I, I didn't think it was a good idea, but then now I think it's, it, it's something that really helped me out is I was uh, sent um, as part of my role to China to build an R&D team over there. So I got exposed to manufacturing, uh, building products, uh, looking at shop floor control, understanding that whole process of how to uh, you know, visualize what you need, you know, looking at the problem, looking at the solution, uh, creating the product specification for that solution and actually going through the process of building it and bringing it to the market. So I got the yeah. view of the whole thing and that, that uh, thinking about that, you know, I did, ha I did do a startup before and 
it failed because I did not know this very aspect of uh, getting products to market in an economical way. And this helped me understand. I said, look, uh, there are products out there. You know, you, you see your water meters, you see your gas meters, electric meter. Uh, there's a lot of innovation happening on the infrastructure side. There are a lot of companies building infrastructure. But once it gets to the, uh, to the uh, you know, the last mile where, where you have it in the buildings, submetering, getting stuff into the buildings, there was no innovation. You know, you just have, and even, even for your utility meter, the, the main goal of the water meter, if you look at it, is to send information to the cloud for billing once, uh, once or twice a month. So you get your water bill. It does not give you more information than that, right? So just innovating, there are sensors available. So that's what my idea was to bring in technology, bring in sensors, bringing the power of big data and analytics to make it pretty much a, a transparent open ledger. So if you're charging me for water, I want to know where I used it, if, uh, uh, how I used it, uh, whether I have been efficient using it or not. And what, what can I do to reduce my water bill? Or if there is a leak, I want to know, and so I can take care of that. So all that can be done with sensor and technology. And that can be ex expanded out to the entire infrastructure, right? I mean, people are working yeah. on all of those things, but we are too. So um, bringing, bringing that kind of intelligence for all the utility solutions, water, energy, gas, is, I think so, it's Something that so, so you didn't know you didn't know anything about water. I'm getting a lot of feedback. I don't know why I'm getting feedback. Hold on, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I, I kept hearing feedback. So sorry. Um, so you didn't know anything about the conditions, what's happening in the water no. distribution system out in the in the, in the utilities. Nothing. I was just you uh, just knew that the water meter was broken. Soft, uh, no, I was focused on analytics and software, and my my goal was to find a space where this would apply. It's it's almost like the analogy I, I give this all the time. It's you know you have your flip phone, right? The main function of that phone is to call people. In the old days, all you did was call and text. You couldn't do anything else. And then right. iPhone comes along and it just opens your mind. There's so many things you can do with it, right? So that's the power right. of technology, um, you know, data, big data, analytics, uh, you know, sensors. Now you can measure your, my son, my son wanted an uh, Apple watch to pair with his iPhone. He's like, I'm working out. I want to measure my, <laughs> you know heart rate, yeah, blood yeah. pressure. I mean, all that did not exist before, but it opens up a lot of opportunities. So when you put sensor and utility technology, like water meters for now, everybody, there are so many stakeholders. You have uh, insurance, you have utility, you have uh, property owners, you have tenants, you have manufacturers of fixtures who are looking to get rebates for their solution. Now we have data uh, analytics and information for all of these guys. You know, we can tell you what, uh, which area, what properties, uh, what's the risk profile, you know, how you can reduce that risk profile. Utility companies, hey, look, this, these are the areas, you know, this is how we are reducing water. This is how much hot water is being used in the building. These are the user behaviors. Fixture guys, okay, your toilet, your sensor, uh, uh, toilet flush, flushes five times every time somebody walks in. Maybe you need to tune that so <laughs> it's not that sensitive. Yeah. There's so much information available. I mean, this is just some of the things that I'm at a high level. Why, why do you, well, it's not, well, there's a why question there somewhere. I'll come back to it. But 
So just to understand a little bit more. So you were in like, you're a tech guy, you, you, you saw an opportunity with something with the water. I want to focus on this water bill, right? You, you noticed that there's something wrong with the water bill. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah I did. I did. Okay. I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, you know, at that point. so you didn't know what to do with it. It was, it sounds like it was an outrageous bill. Maybe yeah, it was. Okay. And then you, you started to dig in and you went to China to learn more about the meters and you, so to be more precise, what type of meter was in the building that you had? Uh, it's just a regular, uh, you know, uh, mechanical, mechanical meter. I didn't even, it's, uh, you know, the turbine meters. Uh, it yeah. doesn't, um, I didn't know about, you know, the utility certifications and weights and measures. I just researched and looked at what, you know, the accuracy levels for these meters are. And, uh, right. and it, it, the, the way these, these meters get certified, there's no way it's going to pick up, you know, really low flow leaks or a pinhole leak or something that can really cause a problem. You know, the, the real problem ones are, you know, the slow flowing leaks that you cannot detect, a continuous running toilet. You know, those things, if you can pick it up right away, you find the problem, you know. Uh, that's, that's something uh, that a regular uh, water meter cannot, uh, cannot detect. Um, there's a lot of limitations for, uh, because it's not built for that. The, right, the, right. the solution was built for one purpose, to to uh, register, you know, meter reading, uh, and 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 somebody would either read it or you know, drive by and and get the information. Uh, everything seemed difficult, you know. Even your oh, utility yeah. meter, you see people walking around. That saw no make no sense to me, uh, you know. So why you would have somebody walking around your home re reading? Uh, taking a picture with a cell phone, you know, I'm sure yeah. you can find uh, better things to do than that. <laughs> right. So, okay. So you've um, figured out that there was an issue with the meters. You went and studied all this. You figured out a solution to this problem, correct? And uh, now you have an ability to use sensors in a, let's say, a multifamily housing uh, apartment complex, right? You can put sensors in different apartments and you can analyze uh, where leaks could be occurring, right? So the bills can be, you know, don't get astronomical on these commercial properties. And then when the toilet's like running, your sensor can detect that at low, low volume, right? Of water flow. And then what happens? It shuts off the, the water till it gets fixed and addressed by the maintenance? Yeah, so there's a couple of options, right? So in a multifamily property, the property uh, owner has a dashboard. So he can get visibility mm -hmm. of each and every unit uh, in that property on his dashboard. Individual uh, tenants will have a mobile app. They can see what's going on. They know um, they get a disaggregated view of how they're using water, how much for shower, toilet, and other things. They even oh, get a wow. forecast for what their consumption is gonna be next month based on how their consumption patterns have been in the prior months. So then they can adjust their, their overall consumption. But to your point, yeah, if it detects yeah. a leak, there is a shutoff system built into the meter itself. So we are the only uh, water meter in the industry that is certified by weights and measures that has a, a shutoff system and a temperature sensor built into the meter. Now we can add a pressure sensor on the coupling. So we have a coupling, uh, the union has a slot in it. So you could put a pressure sensor. Now you can even measure the pressure of the water. 
So these mm -hmm. things allow us to pinpoint um, what kind of issue you have, whether it's a toilet leak, because uh, all of these consumptions have a specific signature. You know, you're yeah, pushing yeah. your toilet, whether it's a 2.2 uh, gallons or a 1.6 gallon flush, uh, you will see that uh, signature uh, on the back end. You will see exactly what a toilet signature looks like. Your shower uh, uh, looks different. The flow rate is different, pressure is different, and it's got a time slot. It, it varies from say five minutes, 10 minutes, some 15 minutes. Somebody, some people like taking really long showers. So it all depends, but you will see that variance. And, and the, so what we do on the back end, we do uh, machine learning as well. So it creates uh, what's called clusters, right? So it creates all these clusters of consumption types. So it buckets the consumptions that look similar of the other ones, all of them. Uh, and then you have outliers <clears throat> that don't look like anything else. So those yeah, are the ones yeah. we focus on to find out what they are, because the outliers are the ones that um, are typically leak patterns that we need to investigate, right? So once the, the system learns, it knows right away uh, if there is a problem based on these uh, uh, you know signatures, but yeah, right yeah. off the bat on the edge, we can we can look at what the consumption uh, types are based on our learning and know that hey look anything less than one gallon per minute or less than 0.5 gallons per minute running continuously for the, uh, you know a certain amount of time is a problem. Either somebody yeah, yeah. faucet running or the, you know so we have those things right, all right. Uh, integrated and we do it on the edge. The meter itself does it so. You don't have to, awesome. to go and do anything additional. So uh, not only is your application used for like commercial properties, which would make it make a lot of sense for owners to, to want to install your system because it, water bills are astronomical. If you got a uh, hundred rentals in a condo association on a high rise, I would imagine it's yeah. gotta be insane <laughs> the water usage. It's, it's, a, occurs, it's an ocean. So. I say it's an ocean out there. All these buildings have so much water running through it. You know, that's actually a great point. Yeah, it is literally a, a building, a pool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just if, in the if pipes. You combine all the buildings in the city. Imagine how much water is just running through mm. all those buildings. That's actually a cool illustration. We'll have to work on that sometime. That'd be really cool to do. Uh, so going back to <laughs> your solution. Um, okay, so. You probably didn't know much about the government side, you know, when the utilities of how they manage the utilities outside the buildings, since you kind of were experienced more in, indoors uh, with that stuff. What have you learned so so far with how to work with government agencies and how to maybe bring your solution to their their problems? So in interesting you say that, Chad. You know, when I started this company, I, I took my idea to the local utility, the Los Angeles Water and Power. And my, my yeah. idea was, uh, because I was looking at my uh, meter outside my home, which is uh, pretty much a you know, utility device, right? I did not even know about sub-metering when I started this company. Uh, I was trying to solve the infrastructure problem that you're, you keep talking about all the time, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So when I went to the utility companies and I started talking about it, uh, there were some folks out there, you know, it, it was an innovation hub for the Los Angeles Water and Power. So they, uh, uh, there was a couple of options, utility solution, right? There are a lot of companies working on, you know, AMR, AMI technologies. 
uh, and there and and to different levels of uh, you know um, implementation they have some success there um, and then uh, you can look at single family home right uh, so you're trying to solve a problem for the homeowner uh, with a uh, deep detection solution uh, a lot of retail products out there as well right but if you look right. at multifamily uh, there is a need for submetering. Uh, uh, a lot of property owners uh, want to build, build submetering as part of their, uh, you know, billing infrastructure for water, gas, electricity, uh, and and they are they were also looking for solutions. Uh, looking at all of these guys, talking to them, they're also looking to reduce their overall water risk or, or trying to find issues in the building because that's a huge cost. You know, it's, it's, they have to pay insurance claims or they have to pay out of pocket in some cases. And- Now are you talking about the city or the multifamily? I'm talking just multifamily at this point, right? The city is okay. already a big problem, right? So, um, so talking to these folks, I think uh, we pivoted into multifamily because, um, you know, that's when I started, and, and, and it actually happened, there was, a, there was an event in the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator where a lot of builders had come looking for a new technology. You know how you have your uh, accelerators, incubators, where you have events where you pitch to a lot of people. So yeah, I yeah. was there, and there was this one guy sitting in the audience. He was a he was a, a VP of purchasing for a, for a large you know, builder. So after the event, he talked to me. He said, "Look, we have this one project going on, uh, and I like what you're talking about. We've already." Um, uh, uh, we're going to go into we're doing framing now. We're going to do rough plumbing, and things are going to start moving in about three to four months. Do you think you have a uh, this solution would work for submetering? Is it certified? And that's when I that's the first time when I, you know, it clicked to me that this is the market I need to focus on. This is it. Yeah. yeah. And and then all my focus shifted from everywhere else and honed in on this one thing that I got to get this thing yeah. certified. And, and that's where this whole story for multifamily started, and we pretty much okay. we pretty much got that project up and running. Um, he wanted it in four months. I think it went up and running in nine months. But it's just the the fact of the matter is we got it done. We got it certified. Not only for that one meter size, we got it certified all the way to the entire spectrum. You know, from three quarter yeah. inches to four inches. And that's how we are now in multifamily, commercial, and, and, and uh, using that as a baseline, we built out the entire use cases that we are looking at for water. Yeah, That's, so, so you figured out that it was probably not a good idea to try and aggress the government side. It's more practical to use your solution in a private sector, like multifamily solution for now. I mean, because I, I, you and I have talked before, and obviously, so as a startup, I think you have some Yeah, as a startup, uh, you know, you need to find uh, the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, True. And then uh, what is the return on that investment of time and effort that you're putting? Because you don't have that much money. Uh, you have limited resources, and time is uh, not on your side. So you need, you need to get to market quickly, do things quickly. So when there is an opportunity, now we were working some projects with the local utility, with the school, and we started this one project with the uh, uh, Los Angeles School District. And believe me, this is in 2017 when we, we, we were selected to do this job. 
I'm still waiting to deploy that solution today. And we are still working on it, you know? So it takes that long. Four years. No, we are a vendor. We are a vendor. We are a vendor. We are a vendor and everything. It's just that it just takes forever to do to work. And that's how the nature of the business. We would, if we were focused just on that, we would not survive, you know? So, so if your system could really improve the way we have non-revenue water right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Like if a city if a city decided, hey man, I'm looking for a way, a solution to stop my non-revenue water loss in my collection system or distribution system, right? You you're saying that obviously with the school district, it's took you six years to even try like we're still waiting we're on still that. Waiting. I mean that's how slow government is. I mean you're providing a solution to the water problem. And no one's even accepting it. Six years later, that's that's insane. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I'm, I, you know, that's nuts. I mean, look, it, you, this is where we need to really figure out how to improve the government side of purchasing. I, I really, I don't understand it. If it's a great technology and it's been validated, certified, and has the ability to to help the community and the government improve their revenue, why are we not able to? To, to streamline the system to get your technology in, in these, you know, agencies, uh, these government agencies to start improving the water. Now you've mentioned something about, and I've, I know this too, dead end hydrants, dead end water systems. You know, you get Legionnaire's disease and stuff like that. That stuff is like a big deal. And you got a hydrant flush. And I don't know if a lot of government agencies actually know how potentially bad this could be, but you get water sitting in a pipe the chlorine will dissipate over a period of time. There's no more chlorine. Yeah. And then you start dealing with a potential for a disease. Can you explain a little bit more about your experience with that stuff and how your solution could help? Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, in terms of the utilities, you're talking about hydrants, right? So I remember driving to one of the local utilities here to pitch my solution. And yeah. while I was driving in, in the driveway, there was a pipe that was burst and water was just spurting out like crazy. So I walk, I drive in there, I talk to the engineer and um, I was telling them, look, that that's the problem we can we can solve. He said, yeah, it's a little more complicated, uh, you know, than that. <laughs> it's not, it's not just that. I mean, uh, at, at some point uh, we, we understand the problem too, uh, but uh, the solution is not as simple. It's not, and I, he didn't explain why it's not simple. For me, uh, you know, we are a startup company. We have a solution. Give us a pilot. I'll just install one over there, something like that, and show you how it shows up on the dashboard right away remotely, and you could shut off the water, um, you know, and then get this problem fixed. And it isolates where the problem is because that's where the meter is detecting flow. So you could create zones and do a lot of things. And I'm sure there are solutions out there. There's uh, there's a monopoly uh, for some of the big players and how they run this whole thing. But there has to be a channel for startup startup companies to show uh, you know if there's innovation, if there, it it makes a difference. Now you bring up Legionella, yeah, yeah. right? So uh, Legionella, it's a big problem after after COVID when people start going back to the offices. You have stagnant water sitting in the pipe. And if, if water is not continuously you know, flowing through the pipes, you know, there is a chance for the hot water lines. Uh, the temperature of the water drops down below 120 degrees Fahrenheit, and that could then cause uh, bacteria in the pipes. And that is a huge problem 
and if you look around, do some research, you'll find a lot of hotels go through this problem. A lot of uh, you know commercial buildings that open up if they're not careful, this could be a huge problem. But there's nothing right. nothing in the system in the plumbing infrastructure that monitors uh, for that, right? So we have a solution. It's a, it's a clamp-on solution. So it's uh, you know it's not invasive. You don't have to cut the pipe to do something like this. It's a clamp-on monitoring solution that monitors uh, uh, you know hot water hot water lines. Uh, so you get you get flow information. You know how much water is being used, and you can also constantly monitor to make sure the temperature is uh, you know, stabilized at a certain level, where it's safe yeah. for the for the tenants. And and that is what uh, it's an easy solution to to implement, and it provides a lot of value. So I think this this is where we want to be uh, more. We want to be doing a lot more marketing yeah. and trying to get the awareness out for folks. Yeah, man, you got a great opportunity to you know fix a big problem as as we keep moving into you know, non-revenue water loss and diseases and stuff like that with our utilities, it, you know, it's only going to be needed where you're bringing a solution to the table, but we need people to like hear about it, know about it, I, you know, at least to, to bring it to, to where people can, uh, you know, digest everything you you're talking about here. I, I know just from experience, it, you know, politics is big. Obviously, bureaucracy is common in public uh, sector, and it's almost uh, very difficult, like you're describing, to get your product in almost because there's other companies that are already connected. You know, those relationships are already established. How do you think you're going to address maybe that? Because I think you're going to need that kind of backing, um, you know, get a couple communities to help support this so that they can implement maybe some kind of ordinance uh, to, to put this into these, you know, private sector, large buildings and stuff we're talking about. Any thoughts on that? I think, so I, I think, like I mentioned earlier, um, I strongly believe that the, the solution to the problem is uh, not just going to be uh, in, at one point, you know, you're looking at the, uh, the entire ecosystem. There are a lot of players, right? Uh, if there is a loss, uh, the insurance is involved, right? The utility gets involved. The the city has some say in it. So there's money coming from multiple sources. So a lot of people have tried it. I mean, if you're looking at some uh, incubators and accelerators, they look at you know, like uh, look at uh, focusing on smart city applications or looking at focusing on uh, infrastructure related to insurance or utilities. Um, so there is some attempt being made to bring, um, you know, technologies or, or the new technologies that are coming out and make it visible to these people and try to create some pilots. Even when I first started at the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator, they had uh, a smart building uh a smart building initiative where they were looking for large builders uh, uh, to come in to the incubator and open up their properties, try out new technology. I think mm -hmm. uh, that really uh, helped us get a little exposure with builders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we would like to see more. Obviously, if if someone goes uh, and looks at your what your the type of work you're trying to do. And, um, and 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 if if there is some channel for 
technologies that you are looking at. I mean, I think you're doing a great job. I mean, you're bringing in all kinds of people together, uh, looking at solving a specific problem. But yeah, that exactly. has to then extend out to having a channel where people say, look, hey, Chad, these are all uh, people you're talking to. Um, you're, you're vetting all of these different solutions. Uh, here's, here are some of the uh, you know, uh, locations where we can try these out, right? And then right. after they try it out, then there has to be some kind of an analysis of what are the results of this? What do we have today? How can we use this to improve? Uh, you know, I think that, that, that needs to be available. I, I 100% with you on this one because it, it's needed. But here's my struggle with the, as I interview public sector employees and you know, operators and stuff that are in this space is there's obviously a disconnect as government leaders bring in new technology, new solutions, and it goes down to their, their operators, for example, that manage the water system. The issue with that is they're not trained on software. They're not trained on technology as much as you would think. And they have a lot of other responsibilities and other technologies they already have implemented that they're trying to keep up with already. And I have a, a video of this where I interviewed this operator and he's like, it's almost like we have technology, but it's overcomplicating their processes. Like now we're bringing this stuff in, but we're complicating their job even more. So they're not going to want to have more technology right. come into these cities. So that's a, that's a big issue internally, I think with some of the agencies, you know, and, and their processes. So we'll have to try and figure out how to, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying. It's yeah. great. You mentioned yeah. that because when I, when I was pitching, when I started this uh, company and I, like I said, I was working at the Los Angeles uh, water department, you know, I was working with some of these guys and the only reason they, uh, they had an innovation team um, at the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator is, is the only reason they had that whole process going to get innovation in was if you go and talk to anybody in the water department and try to fix these things, nobody, nobody is interested. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, we have everything working. We have, and they have old processes, old way of doing things. And for them, if it works, don't mess with it leave it right and and it doesn't matter uh you know if, if some of the things are broken or if there's not enough information or if the processes can be improved right it's working so we don't want to touch it that's the that's basically what you hear from them 90 percent of the time that's spot on man I, you're exactly right it's it, it's a problem that's pretty uh, it's big. It's everywhere. It's it's every community's, uh, you know, you know, just trying to implement new technology, new ways when we're traditional and this is the way we've been doing it for years. We're comfortable. Why are we bringing this in? It just causes me more problems because these are things I don't want to learn. So how do how do we break this cycle? <laughs> and Sanjay. You, you give me a, you'll, you'll have to give an interview with me and then I'll kind of throw it out there. But right. uh, <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm still trying to figure out that method to the madness, so to speak. And I think there is opportunities there. We just, you, you almost have to find the most innovative cities that, that want to make change and their leaders have got to want change and, and drive that because otherwise, if you don't, 
if if you're a leader like a mayor or a director right and you have to implement this new type of technology like yours into the, your organ your organization you have to get everyone to buy in otherwise they'll potentially sabotage it they won't use it they'll work it against you and say that it doesn't work i've experienced this firsthand if you don't get the buy-in and then if they say it doesn't work it goes up to the food chain to the leader and then they're like cut it because they're not they don't have the time to watch whatever they implement within the city they don't have time to observe it it gets handed off to the next department head right yeah. then the next department head dealing you know trying to keep above water so to speak and he's got his team he or she's got her, their team and they're you know you, you got to deal with the employee side of things too right and then they if they don't like something they're going to give resistance and then that leaders just stuck mm. you know that's that's really what's happening is is you got to get buy-in from everyone and it's almost impossible especially larger cities like la i mean yeah that's tough. You're, you're talking about hundreds of people yeah yeah and you yeah. see problems so, everywhere and uh, and the same problems i saw a few years ago with all the infrastructure stuff is still there i mean nobody's fixed anything that's the thing i you know i talk about is like it, we we haven't been changing we're we're getting there but someone's got to talk about it to start changing the behavior patterns that we've created habitually over the years of traditionally just doing what we want oh it's paper process let's continue to use paper process because it makes sense i don't want to change my <laughs> my way of doing things why would i want to do that you know i don't know man that's a tough question uh you got me on the hot seat. I got you on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Well, thank you, Sanjay. It's been a pleasure, man. This is a great conversation. How can people get a hold of you? Um, what's the best thing? You know, uh, yeah, they can go to our, go to our website. Uh, it's uh, sia.life. And then they can um, uh, reach out to me, uh, my email address, you know, S, S and uh, first letter of my first name, my last name at sia.life. Reach out to me. Love it. Happy to connect. And I'm on LinkedIn. Sanjay. I'm on LinkedIn. Look, look me up on LinkedIn, and uh, you know we can chat there as well. Perfect. Thank you, Sanjay, for joining me on the hot seat, and uh, you have a great uh, Easter. Thank you. You too. Have a great Easter.